Hey everybody, welcome to Best Show Bests, the best of the best show. And you can find out more about The Best Show over at thebestshow.net. It airs live every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And if you're new to the program, this show, are uh, these are little bite-sized bits and greatest hits type samples of what we do every week. So if you like this, maybe you check out the full show. And if you want to support The Best Show... We have a Patreon set up over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. That is how you support the program. It is listener-sponsored now, and you give what you can, and we appreciate it. And there are prizes and benefits at all different levels of giving. So again, go to patreon.com slash thebestshow and support the show. And now please, without further ado, check out this episode of Best Show Best. Let's go to the phones. Hot phones tonight. Hot phones. I'm being told the phones are hot. Best Show. Super hot. Super hot, huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, Big T. Oh, I am what? not nuts about this Big T thing. Why not? I don't like it. That's why. It's, a, it's it, fun. It's fun? Yes. Being called Big T. Yeah, Big Trouble. Well, that's not bad. Big trouble. Big, big, uh, big texter. Do you text a lot? Um, not. What's your rate? Sorry. What are you paying? Uh, paying per text? Do you know? I don't uh, know. I don't know what I pay. I'm just kidding. I don't. Yeah. Who Who knows it? Do people know anymore? Who knows? Could be. Is that a, it's from maybe a, just out of reach, down the block, on a street. Is that from a musical? It is. Do you it's know which from uh, La La Land. That was from La La Land. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I heard it somewhere. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know if it's from La La Land. I don't know. So big, uh, big Toblerone. Big, okay. Do you like that? Do I like Big Toblerone? Do you like Toblerone? Do I mean, like maybe you're a Big Toblerone fan. Well, I, I sure. I, I, every, I think everybody who likes... That's, I don't think, is that such a unique... I don't like it, I hate it. You hate Toblerone. I don't like foreign candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just don't like, you, what, you can taste that it's foreign? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. See, foreign candy has like, this certain air about it that I don't like. It, it, it's trying to make you think of it in a certain way. Oh, like it's, like it's arrogant. Yes, very, very arrogant. You just don't like the arrogance of foreign chocolate. Or candy, not even just chocolate. Any, that, any. That's a great title for a novel. Foreign. The arrogance like, of foreign chocolate. Yeah, it would be like by uh, Michael Chabon. I was gonna say it could be more like a uh, like one of those like mystery books, like one of those like, like what's that guy's name? Like Lud, Ludlow. Who was that again? What's his name? Oh, the Tom Ludlow mysteries. The arrogance of foreign chocolate. Yeah, like I like it. Yeah, like it would be like the arrogance of foreign chocolate. Colon, a, a a detective stone, a detective Norpel mystery. Yeah, a de, a, yeah, a, de, a detective Bart Norpel mystery. <laughs> Love it. And how do people figure out how to get when you go and you see there's all those books? Like Sue right. Grafton maybe would write one of them. Yeah, and you who's see, the guy that did the, the Dick Francis? His are all about horse racing. Yes, weird horse race. His two passions were. Mysteries and horse racing. Yeah. So he set every book at the track. 
That's that's the hallmark of a total sick ass, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's one. Dick Francis was one step away from the Crumb brother who drew, uh, filled out all the who started writing smaller and smaller on the page. That's right. <laughs> so, who is this? Pardon me. Who 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 is this? Oh, uh, Stephen DC. How you doing tonight, Steve? Good, good. Hey, uh, speaking of Valentine's Day, who did this old song? I heard it on the radio today. I only heard part of it. It goes, um, oh, it's super old. It's like, uh, you're my Valentine's candy and I want to take a bite. I'm your Valentine's lolly, so come on here and take a suck. Oh, who was that? No, that's horror. I don't know who that is. Oh, I don't like that at all. Oh, well, how about this? How about, there's this Christmas song mm-hmm. that that I heard, and I, I don't know who it's by either. It goes, um, Soylent Green, holy shit. Oh, I, had to bleep, I had to bleep you at the end of okay. that. I almost didn't catch it. Really? Oh, yeah. my God. Wow, that one was close. Yeah. 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 Had your finger hovering over the thing. I got you though. They call is, is it a button or a nozzle? It's a button, not a it nozzle. Is. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. You see the Grammys? Did I see the Grammys? I did not see the Grammys. I saw clips and things afterwards. That's what I, I saw. Yeah, I didn't see it live either. But uh, how about that clip where um, Hetfield's mic goes out and he's doing that Lady Gaga thing? Did you see that? Yes. Yeah, where they were jamming. Yeah. And um, he was not happy. He was furious. I'll tell you, I have not seen him that mad since he got in that fight with Mustaine over at Ron McGovney's place? The fight, yeah, I, I had heard about that fight. That, that was in the, the like, the Metallica uh, behind the music. Yes, right? yeah, it's a very mythical event. Like, that and, was the, kind of the seeds of the, and, seeds of the dissatisfaction. Sure, with, when Dave Mustaine was in Metallica, and then it, the fight was over, like, something nuts. Like, was it, like, like Dave's... Dog, right? Is yes. that what it was? Yes, he had. I think he had his dog with him, and the, the dog got up on Ron McGovney's car, and I think Hetfield said something, and they kind of got into it. But I gotta say, man, I was about to say, it looks like you need to go to Metallic school, but you really showed yourself to, to be knowledgeable and a, a very apt pupil when it comes to Metallica. An apt, okay. Well, I didn't know I was in, like you said, Metallic school, a Metallic school. school. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know I was in it. Or you needed could sub to at Metallica. Oh, so I could be a substitute teacher. You could, at it. yes, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, but uh, you, yeah, I guess. Uh, but you say I'm an apt pupil, huh? You know, I'm thinking of the wrong movie. I, I get apt pupil and Doctor Giggles can, uh, mixed up. Okay, well, um, apt pupil is based on a Stephen King novella. I'm not talking about Christine. Remember Christine the series? No, I it don't. It was a comedy. A comedy, the, the 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 Stephen King book and movie yes. about a murderous a possessed car. Exactly. Yeah, it, it only ran for like eight episodes. It was okay. I didn't know yeah. that there was yeah. a Christine series. Yes, they had to cancel it because you know the bully in it. They carried the bully over from the movie. The guy that was the actor was like fifty, but he played a seventeen-year-old. Remember him? The uh, the bully from. From the movie Christine. I can't remember the bully from Christine. He's at least 70 in in the movie. But he keeps calling um, 
Cunningham by this other name that's very profane. Sure, yes. And they carried that over to the series. And so people just started complaining because he he'd said it like seven times every episode. He was calling that. On on television. Cunningham with bo- with a T in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little, uh, it was a little rough, and I'm amazed that that made it on television. It did, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, but anyway, getting back to Metallica. I was at that practice that day when the dog incident happened. When when they got into the argument. Yes, yeah. See, I lived in California for a little bit, and I used to steal cases of Lowenbrow, and I'd bring the cases over to the pad, and I'd, I'd drink while they jammed tunes. Mm-hmm. And, and that song Motor Breath, you know, it's on, on the No Life to Leather demo? All right. That's about me. Motor Breath. Yes, yeah. Uh, see, I used to eat raw garlic and crank no sleep till Hammersmith mm-hmm. for hours on end. Oh. And also the garlic had uh, speed sprinkled all over it. Sure, so it wasn't just, yeah, so it wasn't just, yeah, garlic you were eating. No, You were a no. little little jacked up, maybe? Absolutely, yeah, still kind of am. I don't know if you can tell or not. Oh, you seem lively. Yeah, I'm lively. It's good for it's good for good for uh, for for what we're doing here. It's good for radio. It is good for radio. That's right. You know, I tried to get Metallica to do the theme song that I wrote for them. Mm-hmm. You, you want to hear a little bit of it? This is a song you wrote for Metallica. I did. Yes, yes, kind uh-huh. of a theme song. Sure. It was like, uh, hey, music fans, we're Metallica. Jim and Dave drink beer and play guitar. Ron plays bass and drives the car. Lars beats his drums. They have a lot of fun. Buy our tape. You know it's great. And if you don't, we're going to soap your windows. And they, well, I'm shocked that they would not do that song. They wouldn't even even try it. Mm-hmm. That's weird that they that they, would, they just didn't see the merits in that, I guess. I don't know. They said it sounded, you know, they said it sounded G. Oh, oh that's not yeah. cool. Okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I also had this one that I wanted them to do that, that went like this. Um, I told you that you were the one, but you told me I wasn't any fun, and now I'm alone and crying. Well, that is, I got to just say, sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> Your voice is terrible. What? No, that's the best thing. It's my best singing voice. That's your singing voice? Yes, yeah. Well, what do you like about it? I gotta say, the other, you were singing other things and your voice was unremarkable to, to bad. Hmm. When, for the other things you've been singing tonight. Hmm. But it just took a big, it's like if you didn't know there was a basement below the basement. Like you suddenly you look in the corner and you see there's a staircase and it's just like, well, what's, I thought we were at the bottom floor here. What, where's that staircase go? And then hmm. you, then you walk down it and it just keeps going way down. That's, my feelings are on the verge of being hurt. Yeah. Well, I, I look, you seem like a very nice guy. Thank you. Um, okay. Um, but your voice is not, that's not your strong suit. Uh, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm starting to play bass a little bit. I'm getting pretty good. Hey, speaking of bass players, yeah, I think Robert Trujillo, you know, from uh, Metallica? Yes. I think it would be cool if he put out a solo album and it was called Need to Know Bassist. Need to know, like, like on a need to know basis, but bassist. It's a tweak on, on that phrase, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. spitballing, what kind of... Uh, Basketball jersey? Do you think he would wear on the cover? On the cover of it, probably yeah. something. Um, not anything licensed. I would say it would be some strange. 
some strange uh thing that some that probably promotes him somehow or some right. some clothing line he would have or something i i mean basic instinct uh sportswear like if he had a line basic instinct yeah that would be yeah i could i could picture him with that or i could picture him wearing like some if he had a, if he had a, like a basketball jersey, it would probably like a like an authentic one. It would probably be like a someone from the Lakers. Yeah, I could see that. Which is also Flea's uh, Dominion. Yes. Ooh. Where it's just like, oh, Flea's wearing his James Worthy jersey tonight. Base turf. Yeah, ba- the, like, the base turf wars. The 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 basketball wars. I'm not ever going to put out basketball too. Well, I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone have a might have a couple other things on their plate that have taken them away from basketball too. Like what? Like like South like continuing South Park and Book of Mormon and um, just anything other than basketball too. Probably. Well, I know you have some some Hollywood dreams. I th- I think that, I think that would be one to pursue. For me to what? Write basketball too? Try, try to get it to them. Do a spec yeah, script. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, hey, getting back to the Grammys. Yeah. Look, yeah, there's there's a whole lot to dislike about the Grammys. I think we can all ag- agree with that. But personally, I take solace in knowing that David Bowie would certainly have won five Grammys had he lived, based solely on the merits of the music. Right. Um. Okay. Yeah. That's. Uh, that's uh, look. Sure, he won. He would not have won anything or been nominated for anything if he had not died. And <clears throat> yeah, but that's not. Is that really the point you need to make? No, you're um, right. No, I'm, I'm. I'm being way too negative. You know, it's it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'll tell you. I'm. I'm like that guy Donnie, that awful caller you had on last week. Yeah, Donnie. Oh man, that guy was. Something else. He was so, he was, yeah, he was negative and he was really kind of, um, not like, like not talented, but really angry about how he wasn't talented and kind of felt like he deserved what wasn't his, like what he had no claim to. No, no, you're right. Yeah. 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 Not a good brother either. What's that? Not a good brother either. Not a good brother. Yeah, he's my brother. Wait. The guy who called last week, Donnie? Yeah. Yeah, don't get me started on that much. Uh-huh. Well, wait, but if you're saying Donnie is your brother, because mm-hmm. Donnie had said he was the brother of the guys who had called the two previous weeks, Denny De- De- and Danny had called yeah. also. Yeah. yeah, they're my brothers too. Okay. Okay, so those all so your brothers with the guys who called the last three weeks. Yeah, yeah, they of course are the legendary Newbridge triplets. Who who is that? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm serious. You don't remember the Newbridge triplets? No, no, I don't. I don't, I don't think I do. No. Really, you didn't have love and triplicate? Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. 
Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album. Has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice, or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com/slash/officehourslive. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. What, did I have what? Love in triplicate. No. What? What is love in triplicate? That was the triplets album that came out in 1988. You don't remember that? Um, uh-uh. D- uh, Don Woods was the producer of, of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before he got all all wrapped. Sure. Yeah, and uh, Johnny Depp he did a spoken word thing on it uh, before he got all wrapped too. Yeah, these guys get wrapped. The L.A. I think the requirements are you have to be in. It's weird. Los Angeles is so hot. Yeah. And these guys are out there, so they decide the sun does nothing but beat down here all day long. It's like a desert, yeah. Yeah. So my answer to that is I'm going to wear more clothing than I've ever worn in my life. Yeah. And just be head to toe. Like, what what skin is showing on some of these guys? I think for a lot of them it's just like... Well, they have, I was going to say their face, but they've got beards, so it's like part of their cheeks, I think. Cause, so sunglasses, I think they're a lips, hat, they're, a hat, yeah. long hair, so their lips probably dreadlocks. Show. Their lips show. The lips show, beard, fingers, dress shirt. Fingers poke through the fingerless gloves. Yes, gloves, vest. Yeah. And then a, a big... A jacket yeah, like over a, that. Like a duster or a... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that goes all the way down, which that jacket alone must weigh 30 pounds. Right, yeah, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, they get wrapped. Yeah. So, yeah, so the triplets, those guys were were involved in their album? Oh, yeah, yeah. The triplets also had this variety show on the Shout Network. It was, it was called Three Times the Fun. Do you remember that? No, no, I've, oh never, God, heard, I've never heard of this. Well, probably because it only lasted like four episodes. Okay. Yeah, um, it got canceled because the logo of the show, which was basically, it, it was kind of a this this thing where it, it was a graphic of all their arms kind of intertwined and going different directions, like as a show of of like you know their them being uh, you know joined and, and a force. You know, like a single force. Sure. The problem was that the logo really resembled a wet swastika, and it was in every shot of every every scene. The logo of the four brothers with their arms interlocked. Yeah. Inadvertently looked like a wet swastika. Yeah. Nobody caught it really until you know until it was, it was airing, and all the copies of the of the show were destroyed, and they were all dumped. Into the, into the Newbridge City landfill of the damned. Huh. Well, that's a, that's a pretty bleak area of the landfill. It's really out there, yeah. yeah. Buzzards don't even go out there. No, they turn back around. They do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't know about that show. Well, surely you, you remember three babies and three guys and a baby, right? I don't. What is that? That was their feature film. Their feature film was called what? Three babies and three guys and a baby. Okay. I don't, I never heard of it. Well, the triplets weren't actually babies when it came out. They were, they were like 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. But they had to play these three little kids who discover this treasure map when they're rooting through their hallway closet. You know how kids will like, 
look for th- their birthday presents. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're doing that, and, and they, they find this treasure map. And they end up going on this amazing adventure that gets them on a pirate ship that's sailing to what was at the time the USSR. Okay. And so the triplets also play the three men who were the owners of the boat. Mm -hmm. So that means that the triplets are playing younger and older than their actual age. Uh Uh-huh. It's like a pre... I guess that's pre-Clifford at that point. This sounds like it predates Clifford, yes. Yeah. So... They had fake mustaches and, and beards. It was, it was very strange, and the budget was so low that like the, everything looked looked pretty terrible. Okay. And the climax of the movie takes place in the basement of this old abandoned Soviet hospital. Uh huh. With the three babies looking for the treasure, while the three older guys are chasing after them. Mm-hmm. And they end up finding a giant bag of what they think is gold, but it turns out to be a giant sack of pears. Um, okay, so it's like a frustrating ending to the thing. No, no, the ba- the babies are really excited, mm-hmm. and so are the guys, and so are the people that actually paid for the movie, which of course was the the, the Pair Council of America. So everyone was very excited about it. Unfortunately, no one came to really see it. Uh huh. It, yeah. it did terribly. Sure. It tanked, uh, partly because it was awful, but also partly because there was this rumor going around that the movie had subliminal messages in it that would make children kill their parents. Well, okay, well, I could, yeah, I can see how that might not, uh, <laughs> that, that one might have a hard time getting parents to take their kids to it if people well, were I, I, Somehow it worked for Frozen, though. What did? Well, Frozen has that, too. Subliminal messages. Yes, yeah. What what messages? The same one. Wait, to make kids kill their... Okay, okay, that's, that's what I heard, anyway. Okay, well, it didn't happen. Every kid oh. saw it, and it didn't happen. Oh, okay. I must have heard that wrong, then. I mean, it's not... Unless it's like a time bomb, like uh, Halloween t- 3. Ooh, I didn't see Witch. that. Um, you, should, you should check it out. Are we, wait, I'm thinking of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 7. No, Halloween three season of the witch is different than Nightmare on Elm Street. 7. Okay, I'll mark that down to go to get that at uh, Blockbuster. Yeah. So, so okay. Blockbuster. Well, good luck with that. There's one left in Hawaii. I might go there someday to rent Nightmare on Elm Street seven. Yeah. Sounds like a good use of your time. So, so wait. So, Steve, you said your brothers Donnie, Denny, and Danny. Mm-hmm. were in all of these things as the Newbridge triplets, but were you involved in any of these things? No, and here's how this played out. Um, our dad, Herb, uh-huh. you know, he he got busy with his first wife, my mother, when he was really young, so I'm 18 years older than the triplets. I'm actually 63. Okay, okay, so so it's, it's, uh, it's kind of strange that you're... That like definitely like like a much older than your brothers, but you have pretty much the same exact voice. Oh, I take younger proxen in staggering doses. That's what accounts for that. Younger proxen, which is a drug that lowers your your age. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. You take yeah. it in staggering doses. Staggering doses. Yeah. Okay, I guess that yeah. sounds risky, but but. but but to answer your question, mm-hmm. um, I was out of the showbiz game by the time the triplets got got their thing going. Uh-huh. Okay, what what do you mean out of the showbiz game? 
Well, you know, Herb, our dad, um, there's a lot to say about him. Not, you know, uh, I, I won't say a lot about him, but, uh, you know, he was really driven to make something of, of the triplets. Mm-hmm. But, but before that, he was really driven to make something of me. Okay. Like how, how so? Well, see, I was 15 in 1968, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's at the height of the, of the, of the whole counterculture thing. Yeah, like it would be like, bam, 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 or like, bone, no, 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 bone, no, 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 right? That's the Vietnam. What's that? That's the Vibra Slap. You know who played that? Who? Do you know who played the Vibra? This is no lie. The Vibra Slap on All Along the Watchtower? Who? Brian Jones. Okay, that's an interesting factoid. But that would be more, a, more minutia than it kind of brings to mind. You're just like, uh, you know, it's it was 1968, and then you picture you hear all along the watchtower. Doom, doom, yeah, but go no, ahead. I, I, didn't I, mean, I understand what you meant. I yeah, I totally did. Okay, well, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, you did. Well, I'm, I'm I guess on some level you. I did. On some level I did. But I know. So it's the height of the counterculture, uh-huh. 1968. Herb wants to get in on on this money that these rock bands are pulling in, you know? Uh-huh. Like, these bands are having these hit records. But, you know, he's a dyed-in-the-wool Johnson man. Mm-hmm. So he puts together this band with me and these four other teens, and it, basically it's a band for quote-unquote good kids. Okay. Okay. And we were called Law-Abiding Steve and the Drug Shunners. Law-Abiding Steve and the Drug Shunners? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And we this did is one 19, show. 1968. That's yeah. the band. Yeah. Okay, so you said you did one show. Yeah. We do one show, and it's at, at the second annual Newbridge High School Pop and Rock Concert, mm-hmm. which is, of course, a huge deal now. Yeah. And, and, and it was then, too. I'm trying to think who was on hand that year. It was only the second year, but Zsa Zsa Gabor was there, Bill Wyman from the Stones, mm-hmm. a very young Searhan Searhan was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's weird. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're playing, mm-hmm. and like, seriously, like 16 seconds in, this hippie throws a tire on stage, and it hits me in the chest, mm-hmm. and it was so, it hit me so hard, I just reeled backwards. I fell backwards off the stage, and I powdered my pelvis. I didn't just break it. Because of this tire that hit you? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was in flagrant traction for two years, and I ended up getting way addicted to alcohol and nudie books. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, Herb found this appalling, which was very weird, because he was running Moonshine and publishing a magazine called Busty Brenda's at the same time. That's what your dad was doing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he, and he kicked me out of the house the day I could walk again. How cool is that? That's rough, because you were in the band that he put together. That's right. And you got hit by a tire. Your pelvis was powdered. Yeah. And uh, you're right there? Yeah, I just, you know, sometimes I, I don't talk about Herb that much, so I get very emotional. It's weird when and, you bottle stuff up. It comes out in strange ways. Yeah, it comes out. It's weird. For me, when I get very sad and upset, I start laughing. Mm-hmm. I, get, mm-hmm. I, I understand that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so well, it, it is That's rough. It is, yeah. Uh, but, you know, Herb was very much like Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. Okay. Yeah, all three of them. Wait, wait, all th- what do you mean, all three of them? Well, firstly, 
he was like Joe Jackson, the the father of the, of the Jackson Five. Okay. You know about him, and, and so, and just like that, Joe Jackson, our, our dad ruled his offspring, specifically the triplets, with an iron, often humiliating hand. Uh huh. So he was pretty yeah. rough with with the with all the kids, especially the triplets, though. Yes. Yeah. He'd make Donnie, Danny, and Denny rehearse their singing and dancing moves over and over again until they could barely stand. Wow. And he wouldn't even let them have water during the 40-second breaks that he would give them every three hours. Okay. Yeah, but he did allow them to drink gravy. They could drink gravy? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. He'd also make us go to school naked. I, okay. Yeah. And the, the teachers were so scared of her that they, they wouldn't send us home. And I was the only one that actually enjoyed it. Enjoyed showing up to school naked. Yeah. All right. I don't even want to. Fine. So, so it's it's weird. Well, uh, you know. I bring a towel to sit on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you would. So he was pretty cruel. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And also, our dad had this pet monster, and he torment us with it. He was very cruel. What, what do you we mean? We're never really sure what it was exactly. Yeah. What, what do you mean by pet monster? Well, it, it was like if if baby Mothra had a horse head. And it shot fire out of its mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'll tell you, this thing lived for at least 40 years. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. It was kind of sad. It actually died when it set fire to this magazine it was reading. Mm-hmm. And the flame from the magazine jumped from the magazine to the monster's tweed jacket. Wait, so the monster wore The a- monster wore a tweed jacket, Tom. That's That's a very strange monster. Yeah. The Mothra, the Mothra, baby Mothra part with the horse head isn't the strangest part of it now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now we're talking about baby Mothra. It, it puts me in mind of, um, oh man, what was it? Uh, oh, what was it? Oh, Short Frankenstein. What's that? Short Frankenstein? Short Frankenstein, yeah. Remember that movie? I do. That's the one with the the five foot three Frankenstein. Yeah, like not scary. Not yeah, but he wasn't like super. He wasn't so short that it was like it wasn't like four like eight. A, yeah, no, it was like, but it was like he was just like slightly shorter than like the median height. Yeah, and he was just. It was weird to see people be taller than Frankenstein. It was, yeah. Like they're yeah. running from him. Like look out. Here comes Frankenstein, but they're clearly, in some cases, people were a foot taller than Frankenstein. Yeah. I'll tell you, he's he's really come into his own recently as an actor, but I, for my money, that's Jack Arroyo's best performance. His short Frankenstein? Yeah. I remember being so scared when that came out. Yeah. And it, who was the... Who was the um, the woman he torments at first, but then they they kind of fall in love. Who's oh. the actress? Oh, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. Oh, I can't think of it. It is uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. That's it. That's it. Yes. Yeah. She was good in that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got a lot of gigs back then. Yeah, and I remember was it? It was um. What's his face? The baseball player, Burt Blylevin, led the... Uh, he had the torches. He yeah, he the, led the yeah. villagers against Short Frankenstein. That's right. Yeah. 
In his uniform. In his uniform, yeah. yeah. I guess he, he had to sign some sort of thing that there would be, I guess that's like team placement, not product placement. Yeah, that he just needed to, yeah, unless it's the only clothes he owned was his uniform. I think be very possible. Yeah. Possible. So, yeah. Oh, but getting back to, to, to uh, Herb, mm-hmm. he, he was also like Joe Jackson, the English singer of uh, Look Sharp fame. Okay, how, how so? Well, he was always changing his appearance and also his temperament. So it was this emotional kind of psychic, you know, war he was playing with you. You never knew what to expect. He'd keep you on edge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like one day he'd be wearing a cool suit and tie with his hair kind of slicked back, and he'd be super friendly and want to help you with your your bike. Okay. And the next he'd be dressed in these filthy overalls, throwing like greasy hot auto parts in your face to make you sing harder. Gr- oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and he would do this thing where, where he, he'd kind of, like, he'd escalate his voice really quickly, but from, like, the tiniest sound to the biggest sound. So it would be like, oh, is that, is that so? Oh, well, you kids will do as I say! Oh, wow, that's... Scary, right? Yeah, that's intense. And he'd even do it, like, when he was doing something mundane, like... We'd be at the drive-thru at, at, at uh, McDonald's or something, and, and it'd be like, um, um, yeah, yeah, um, I'll, I'll have a filet of fish with extra tartar large fries and a Diet Coke! Oh, that's scary. That's Isn't like, it? that's troubling. Ooh, I'm, I'm scared just, just imitating it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, very weird. I can see how that would put you kids on edge. Yeah. And he was also like Shoeless Joe Jackson, too. Mm-hmm. Shoeless. Remember Shoeless Joe Jackson? He was this baseball player. Yeah. That, that, uh, he... Well, Shoeless Joe Jackson was uh, Joseph Jefferson Jackson, nicknamed Shoeless Joe, was an American outfielder who played Major League Baseball in the early 1900s. And he's remembered for his performance on the field and for his alleged association what with the Black doing? Sox scandal. What, what are you what, doing? What's that? You're, you you're reading that. Well, no, it's not reading. How did you just start reading that? I did wasn't reading. I have like Yes, a, you are. I read, look, I do read Wikipedia a fair amount, but I have a very photographic memory. But even your delivery was that you were reading it. Well, no, I was reading it in my head. I saw what I had read in the past laid out in my head. I was reading it from my mind. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That I was reading it from my mind? Yes. It was from my mind wiki. It sounded so weird. Uh, do it again. Well, I guess you do what? Just, uh, Just recall the facts about you. Can you do it again? Yeah. It sounds so unnatural. No, it doesn't. I mean, look, it's just, it's completely off the top of my head. If I just okay. think back, it's like Joseph Jefferson Jackson, nicknamed Shoeless Joe, was an American outfielder who played Major League Baseball in the early 1900s. He is remembered for his performance on the field and for his... What are you looking at, right? Seriously, are you just looking at a wall? No. What are you looking at? What am I looking at? Yes, I am looking at a wall. I'm not looking at a screen. You're like, you're like Putty. From, from Seinfeld, you're just kind of sitting there looking at a, at a wall and you're saying that stuff. It just, I pull it back up. Oof. That's creeper than anything Herb ever did. Okay, well look, how, how was he like Shoeless Joe Jackson? Oh, well see, Herb liked to gamble. Mm-hmm. And he especially liked to gamble on the Pelican races over at Aqueduct Racetrack. What? Yeah. Yeah. 
And um, he, he was way deep in debt to the Colonelino family for like 75 large. That's okay. 1,000. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so he ended up pulling this heist over at the old Kern Fargo bank on Muffler Row. Yeah. And he almost got away with it, like really almost got away with it. Wow. Wow. What happened was the money got traced back to him, and he eventually did, did get uh, arrested and thrown in, in the hut. Mm-hmm. But here's how he gets out of it. He convinces the triplets to take the rap. Okay, his sons. They, yeah, basically, basically he tells them that, you know, s- since they're kids, they're underage, they're only going to get, get probation. Mm-hmm. But there's this ancient law on the books in Newbridge yeah, that somehow allowed the three of them to be tried and convicted as one adult once their ages were combined. Okay, that's I, the I, weirdest I, thing you've is, ever heard. I don't even know how that could be possible. I know. The three, so weird. Three they were tried yeah. and treated and housed and dressed as a single prisoner. Three, three young boys. Yes, were tried because their ages added up to the age of an adult. Yeah. Were tried and convicted and imprisoned as an adult. Yeah, and it wasn't that thing where, like, the, um, what's the movie? Is it called The Thing with Two Heads where, uh, Rosie Greer and, um. George Pappard. Where they're, they're together, but they're, 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 they're next to each other? Yes. It wasn't like that. They were, they were, like, vertical. So stacked like the idea, like, in a, like, where it'd be like a movie where kids are trying to pretend to be a tall adult. Exactly. But they didn't want to do it. No. Okay. Wow. So so it's like one it's one guy who's it's three kids, but they make up one guy who's like ten feet tall. Jammed into one prison jumpsuit. Yeah. Pretty sick stuff, right? Very weird. Yeah. But then in July of nineteen ninety mm-hmm. they broke out of the uh, the Newbridge Penitentiary for the possibly wrongly imprisoned. It's a mouthful. That was a mouthful, right? Yeah. That uh, so they were. They I wonder were, how Andy Kindler would say that, or how he, he'd get out of that stumble. He would go. He'd go. I meant to say it that way. Or, or, he'd, or he'd say, "Get a dialogue coach, Andy." Yeah, he would say something like that. He'd say, "Like take two. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and he'd say, "Like that's why." Everybody comes to see Andy Kindler fumble words. It's my big thing, and An that's why. Well, uh, I've got you off. I'm sorry. And that's why when you come to the, that's why everybody comes to see Andy Kindler when they the room is half empty. Is he there? That sounds just no, like him. No, it's not him. That was me. Okay. Doing him. So anyway, the triplets, you know, they they break out mm-hmm. and they show up at my apartment a few days later. Yeah. And I'm still steaming about how he treated me, you know, how he threw me out of the house once I could walk. Mm-hmm. So we formulate this plan to put Herb in his place. Okay. His place being the Sea of Newbridge. The okay, the Sea of Newbridge. Yeah. Yeah. How how so? Well, what happened was we ended up barging our dad and the rest of the guys on his ultra slow pitch softball team. Wait. So you. You barged not only your dad, but right. the whole team, the whole yeah, ultra, 30 soft, guys. The ultra team, slow pitch softball team. team. Yeah. How many guys? 30. 30 guys. Yeah. And barging is you put them on a thing and you kick it out to sea and they're gone. That's it. So long. There's no ships out there. 
Yeah, so the whole because of the serpent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they so you barge the whole team. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, those guys just happened to be there at the time, but you know, they unfortunately the thirty of those guys had to buy it too. But positive note: thankfully, nobody ever found out about it because we did it in the middle of the night during the Great Blackout of ninety, when that spaceship uh, knocked out the main grid at the Newbridge Power Plant. Remember that? I do remember it. And then they they uh, they, they they really uh, they tried to cover it up, but then they couldn't. Uh, they kind of like they couldn't pull the spaceship out of the side of the plant and they had the big tarp over it and you can yeah. still see the lights blinking though yeah yeah and that one dead alien like smeared on the side of the power plant wall yeah you think that would have been, would have been the first thing they cleaned up you think so but it, it, it did give us that, that great uh grind grindcore band smeared dead alien yeah and they did that that uh that one album that was so good um, Volume one. Yeah. So, <laughs> Steve. Yeah. Uh huh. You said that you said just not to get too far off point. You said nobody ever found out about any of this stuff, but mm-hmm. you just said it. Uh, everybody kind of knows now because you just said it on the on what you and your brothers did. How's everybody know? I don't, I don't get it. Because you just confessed it on on this show on the on the radio. This is a, what? This is a radio show? Yeah, I thought this was one of those party lines. It isn't a party line. Yeah, where you talk to yeah, you know, like you talk to girls and stuff. No, this is not a party line. Oh. That explains why I'm standing here with my putt in my paw, having not gotten my rocks oh, off yet. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's disgusting. But Steve, I just do have to say, all you know, all all laughs or whatever aside, um, I do abide by the podcaster's code, which I do take very seriously. And um, as per the podcaster's code, I am going to have to. Uh, uh, alert the authorities about this and you're just going to have to you're probably going to be in a lot of trouble uh no son you're going to be in big trouble mm-hmm. yeah okay. as a matter of fact uh your imprisonment will be first order of business in tomorrow's national security briefing that's for damn sure okay. all right yeah and i'll tell you one other thing you're going to be like the titular character in that old old story the podcaster in the iron mask well it can't be that was that that was a movie, right? It was, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I never saw that movie. That was, uh, it can't be that old. It's like podcasting hasn't been around that long. Well, the story's really old. The story is from oh, so I think, it's like yeah, the 1800s, yeah, right? So it's an updating of the ma- sure. Okay, well, look. no, it was called the Podcaster and the Iron Man. No, not back then. It wasn't. Sure, look, it was. Podcasts have been around forever. Yeah, right, Steve, what, what are you talking about with me getting in trouble? Look, show me some respect, you dumb donkey. Dumb donkey? Yeah, I'll tell you, okay, okay, all right, gloves are off. I, I didn't want to bring it up, but listen, you give off a really strong Eeyore vibe, okay? A really strong Eeyore vibe? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's true. That's, that everyone talks oh, that's about the nice. Everybody, that's all they talk oh, about. Oh, everybody knows it, huh? When your name comes up. Sure. When they, in meetings. When, sure, yeah. when I sit down and meet with someone, they. That's what I. that's what I convey? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's horrible, and yeah. I, that's very hurtful. Look, anyway, 
You will call me Mr. Bannon from here on out, okay? Uh-huh. Mr. Bannon? Yes. Uh-huh. Wait, wh- why? Wait, where are you calling from again? D.C., why? Uh-huh. Okay, this is this is not true. You're not the... You're not Steve Bannon. There's no way. Sure I am, yeah. I'll tell you. If I wasn't Steve Bannon, would I be able to flood your studio? What, what, what are you talking about, flood my studio? Look down. Oh, well, hold, there actually is, like, water coming in from outside. But you're actually doing that? Oh, it's actually... It's getting deeper, isn't it? Yes, it's actually Pretty getting... Pretty fast, deeper. right? Yes. We have uh, we have equipment in here that's not cheap. Um, oh, it's my, yeah. I'm going to have a cigarette real quick. What, okay, well, look, can you make this stop, please? Hmm. Uh, hmm. What do you think? Uh, how about you promise to keep her mouth shut about the barging of her Bennett softball team, and I make the water stop. How about that? You no, know look, just make the water stop, okay? Yes, I'll tell. Promise? Yes, I promise. All right. Done. Wow, it actually, it stopped. It was like up to my ankles, like yeah, just a few deep, seconds right? ago. Yeah, how did that? How did that happen so quickly? And he hung up. There he goes. Thanks again for listening to Best Show Best. And I want to thank Martin DeGrell for supervising the episodes of Best Show Best. And of course, much thanks to Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martin Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, and of course, John Worcester. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Marsha Newmeyer and... Uh, yeah, you, the best show listener. Thank you. And if you like this, check out the full show every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight at thebestshow.net and support the best show, patreon.com slash thebestshow. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.